Welcome to Look Behind the Look, the new podcast that examines iconic looks in film, television, music, and fashion history. I'm your host, Tiffany Bartok. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in for another episode of Look Behind the Look. I'm so happy to be presenting this episode because I barely survived this week. I don't know about you, but everything happened at once this week. I feel like every TV show has come back, every every movie is out in the theater that I want to see. Every event is now in real life and that's Broadway is back. Every single thing is happening all at once. I am thrilled about it. Believe me, I'm totally excited, but I'm a little bit like like I just am completely fried. I had a huge party on Monday night. Um, Troy Surratt throws this amazing Met Gala gathering of all the most amazing makeup artists in the world. And um, they all come together, you know, for the for the um, Met Gala. And he hosts this beautiful event where we all get to see each other. And um, it was amazing to see everybody there. It was really funny because we had seen, you know, Kim's look and, and Mario was there. And um, he's like, I, I got to go. I got to go do touch-ups. And Hmm, what what touch-ups? <laughs> because Kim was wearing the uh, the mask, which I thought was amazing, actually. Um, but I, I really liked that look. That was one look that I really liked, and I also like Lil Nas's Lil Nas X's um, amazing getup. It's a getup. It's it's a getup. It's an outfit. It's a costume. It's a creation. It's a piece of art at the end of the day it's a get up it was michael schmidt and jeremy scott's collab and there were just so many beautiful looks and and some not so great and i would love to hear what you think of all of them of course um let me know it was also the beginning and maybe the end i don't even understand how fashion week worked this year Uh, i think we need to work on that a little bit guys i i was totally lost i didn't understand i mean i saw that there were shows happening I didn't understand where they were, like what was ha- what was going on. Totally confused, totally lost on Fashion Week. Didn't get it. And then there were the awards, which were in my neighborhood. Some things about the MTV Music Awards were amazing. Some not amazing at all. Um, I didn't have a lot of favorites on the red carpet of that one. But um, that being said, a lot of people are back to work in a big way and that is super 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 exciting and it also makes for a very busy week also did some interviews that i can't wait to show you and um they're about some of your favorite shows that you're probably watching and um the behind the scenes for how those looks come together only murders in the building and we talked about the politician so if you watch those and even if you don't i'll be excited to share those talks with you I, this week I'm talking to Troy Jensen, which was amazing because I've known of Troy forever. He's been in the industry forever and um, about 30 years and he looks like he's 20 years old. So I don't know if he went back in time or something to begin. Um, Little Benjamin Button situation going on there. He has baby face and has been in the industry forever. So um, we talked about a lot of fun looks like... Stacey Q music videos. I mean, come on. Who doesn't want to spend their time revisiting the Stacey Q music video two parts? We do that. In my trailer um, is the, for Look Behind the Look, is the swan look from the red carpet from the Oscars for um, Bjork. That's Troy's makeup. 
So it was in the trailer because it's an iconic look that will not never be forgotten and is fashion history. And Troy saw the um, clip and he was like, hey, that's my makeup. And I was like, oh my gosh, I had no idea. Come, please come on the show. Let's talk about this look. And the story behind it is pretty wild and a really, 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 really great lesson for creatives in the industry. Um, It's not a pretty story and it's super interesting and I was so happy that he shared it with me and you because I think that sharing stories that aren't so perfect is really important in this industry. We're all human out there. So I was really glad he shared this story. And he talks about a couple of shoots that he just recently did with Garcelle from Real Housewives of Beverly Hills and Heather McDonald, who of course you all know. And of course, no trip down memory lane is complete without a little visit to Farrah Fawcett and what Farrah means to Troy. So take a listen and I hope you enjoy this episode. Hi, Troy. Hi, Tiffany. How are you? I am so great now that you're here. This has been so, I feel like I've always heard your name, known of you in circles. I cannot believe this is the first time. Five years. Can you believe it? It's amazing. Five years. So we got a a lot of look behind the look to to discuss. Yes. Yes. I'm so thrilled. Excuse my, you'll hear a little creature. He's so cute, hi. Walking around the room. I have to, li- I have, he has to be with me. He's kind of obsessed. So I'm just going to let him run around, but he might. Oh, might. I, I have the same type of uh, doggy situation. Oh, you have a Frenchie? Oh, no, but uh, that it's yeah. bare. His, he's an Australian mini shepherd and he has to be, you know, paid attention to at all times. And, and he's you know. like my kid. He's not even like a dog. He's like. He made me a morning person. I was never a morning person. You weren't? I got him. Yeah, I got him. Well, I always dreaded getting up. Now I, I don't dread getting up. I get up at the crack of dawn and I'm ready to go. He's a morning person. I, How long has he been with you? A year. A we year. Had right out of his mother. So, yeah. What's special? That's wonderful. Yeah. I'll, I'll send you pictures. He was like literally that big. He was so tiny. Oh, yes, please do. Yeah. Please do. Anyway, let's talk makeup yes i i was noticing what was behind you before uh before i was recording and so let me let me just ask you about that because those are beautiful uh those are portraits i did of actress Haley bennett and she's been in a lot of a lot of films and i met her through uh, a hairdresser and we got together and just had some fun you know i did sort of a, a marilyn monroe homage photo shoot inspired type of day. It was great. Amazing. What do you think makes, you know, when people do the, the Marilyn influenced looks, what do you think is the key that ties it to Marilyn? Um, not to finish it too much. Ah, if you really look at Marilyn makeup, it wasn't perfectly, everything wasn't too finished. You know, there was something a little bit kind of, you know, like rolled in the back seat about her. You know what I mean? You're right. You know, now when you see Marilyn makeup, it's almost too perfect, Mm -hmm. you know, which I think makes it look kind of costumey. So with this shoe, it was really about what I didn't put on the face and just kind of let uh, Haley just sort of exude that, that spirit. Yes. And I really love that shoot though. Oh, it's beautiful. I, um, the, the, the look that drew us together for this episode was the Bjork 
look um with the swan and i would just get it flashing your little i know i was like oh my gosh i cannot believe that was troy i'm so yeah. i was so thrilled that that it all came together because that's one of my very favorite um moments and can you yeah. can you tell me a little bit about how that came to be yeah you know she was a client of mine i worked with her you know when you when you're a makeup artist at sort of the caliber I'm, I, I was at at the time, you work sort of in little phases with, with actresses or pop stars. And with pop stars or singers like Bjork, you'll come in at a certain time of their, like an album, and you'll do everything with them, which is so great about working with music artists because you'll do the video, you'll do the album cover, you'll do all their press. And, and for this, this case, I did her for the Academy Awards. She was nominated for Best Song. And um, she... Looking back at that time, there it's one of those kind of like, I'm really grateful and really proud of the diversity of my career and, and the people I've worked with and continue to work with. But that day was, uh, that experience of the Oscar is a little sort of bittersweet. It's it's a great because she looked beautiful and she, it's iconic and people still talk about it and still it's 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 still um, newsworthy today, but the experience of it was a, a lesson for sure. How is that? Well, um, uh, it was, you know, she, a couple of things. Mm -hmm. Number one, when I first met with her about the dress, she had these two big boxes and she says, I want you to see the dress. And she brought out these two big boxes and she pulled out the big swan. And I didn't really understand that it was something she was going to get into at first. <laughs> she was going to maybe hold it or whatever, you know. And then she brought out a white swan and she brought out a black swan. I said, well, I think you should do the white swan. And then she just needed, I sent her to uh, someone who makes uh, clothes for like hookers and, and not hookers, but uh uh, strippers and stuff, you know, like those bodysuits, the nude bodysuits and stuff. And she went to Hollywood Boulevard and got this bodysuit made. And um, I felt, I felt like it, when I saw it afterwards, I felt like they could have made it a little bit tighter on her. But where the bittersweet came from is that for her touch-up, Mac sent me um, some amazing products, some palettes, and some compacts and stuff. And I sent it to a jewelry designer. I won't mention the name. I won't mention the name. I am tempted because I was so pissed even to this day. And I had her bejewel it. Okay. Lipstick and the compact. And I said, this is a surprise that I'm going to give to Bjork on the day of the Oscars as her touch up to go in her purse, you know, and she made a double shot pictures of it and sent it to all the magazine outlets. So oh. Bjork is on the plane and she's reading magazines, you know, Troy Jensen, celebrity makeup artist, it, uh, it made this thing for Bjork and Bjork was so turned off by it and I was mortified by it. And so it, it was a lesson of just, you know, we all want to get credit and we all want to um, show appreciation, especially to brands because they're so generous with my, with people like myself. But I just, I thought it was really uncool and it put me in a really negative light with this client and I never worked with her again. Troy. And she, and she definitely brought it up to me. She's like, I thought you were an artist of integrity. Troy. I'm, yeah. I'm shocked yeah. and like, so, so great. Thank you for sharing that story. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, when, especially now with social media, 
I'm very, very, very cautious about what is sent to me and what is expected. And, you know, I try to be very, very cautious and mindful, especially if there's a celebrity or someone in the public eye involved. Uh Um, But yeah, that was, that was a tough lesson. Did you tell the jeweler? Did you? Yeah. Yeah, you did. Yeah. 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 And you, of course, expressed that this wasn't your intention, but it, Yeah. Of course. Of course. Wow. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Ah, you know, it's a lesson and I'm still, I still look back and and I'm still really excited. You know, I was, when that came out, she was on the, the, every worst dress list. Oh yeah. I remember. Yeah. 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 And then she, that, you know, the press went after the hairdresser, which is like her hair looked great. And so it wasn't outrageous her hair and neither her makeup, you know, she actually wanted me to do something outrageous with her makeup. She wanted me to paint her forehead white. And I actually talked her out of it. Ah. But, um, uh, she, you know, I thought she looked beautiful. She had a classic little wingtip eye yes. and matte, matte red lip and just beautiful complexion. I love your little star mirror in the back. I need to get one of those. I need, I need one in my room here. Okay. This, this, is, my, this is my office slash all of my products are in the back. I don't know if you can see the Zuka bags. I 100% can. Uh, sign. I want to ask you how you organize your Zukas, which, what is in all of it's, your Zukas? It's, it's and from this way, it's face products, like liquid foundations, face products, powders, eyeshadows, lips on that way. Okay. 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 I, have, I mean, you don't, you haven't seen the rest of the room. I have boxes <laughs> and, I have <laughs> yeah. and then you have some books. What Yes. Yes. No, I love it all. And I love the Bowflex. I mean, come yeah, on. And the Bowflex, which I haven't even, I ordered over the pandemic, over the quarantine and I've never <laughs> nice. even used it. I've used it maybe twice. <laughs> How did you keep busy during the pandemic? Did you go crazy? My dogs. My dogs. Yeah. My dogs. I, I have th- three French bulldogs and it's like, I say I have three only children. They're yeah. so extra. They're so needy. And uh, I have a little male. His name's Maz. I named him after my favorite actor, Maz Mikkelsen. He's Danish like myself. And he has this really fiery per- uh, personality. And he, uh, I haven't had him fixed because I'm thinking of, of breeding him with my female. Okay. In, in October. We're, we're, we're not sure yet, but I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm thinking about it. And then I have another male and he's 13. And he goes, when he's feeling kind of like a little, like I'm a badass, I'm going to kick some butt. He goes for my male and he's the one that gets hurt every time. Because my, oh. my, my male is just like, you know, yeah. so I have to accept them sometimes, which is kind of tough. So yeah. it's like, if I'm in here working, the, the, the others who are in the other room or my bedroom with the gate up crying, and then I have to go in there and hang out with them for a little bit. And then Maz is crying. So that was my, that was my quarantine, basically. Uh-huh, uh-huh, juggling, uh-huh. juggling them. Oh my goodness. And now it's back to work. And now it's back to work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and they're like, like, wait, where are you going? I feel like it, I kind of got a slow transition back into work. I started getting creative again. Um, you know, it's really weird because a lot of people in the industry are starting to post like some throwback pictures. Kim Kardashian posted a throwback. I he saw that. Commented on my picture, which was, thank you, Kim. That was amazing. You know, uh, and so I'm starting to get books, you know, got a booking today. Woo, woo. You know, I am ready to go. So tell me about your time with Kim. How did you find yourself there? And and you took took that picture, is right? I took that picture. Yeah, yeah. it's beautiful. It was a really funny day because it was, 
it was, uh, we were in Mexico and we were shooting her calendar and her stylist, uh, Monica Rose, who's amazing, um, came up with these shorts and they were really cute little shorts and they kind of rolled up and cut. And I was like, no, give me those scissors. And I, I did one. I said, I want them literally like a bikini, like really, really, really almost falling off of her. So she hacked those shorts so short and they looked amazing on her. I mean, she couldn't, I mean, by the end of it, I mean, they were barely on her. It was sort <laughs> of, like, but it was, it worked out. It was cool. I started, you know, I left home at 15 years old. I was a portrait painter and I wanted to be a musician and to make money, I would set up my easel in LA because I hitchhiked from Orange County to LA when I was 15, left home, uh, had a family who was not cool with me being gay mm -hmm. and it was, you know, sink or swim. And I decided to swim and I never went back. And uh, so I would set up my easel and I would draw people's portraits, but instead of doing like caricatures and stuff, I would make the subject really glamorous whether really, you know, hair blowing and smoky eyes. You yes. Know? And, um, <laughs> and I met uh, Farrah Fawcett, who was a very good friend of mine until she passed away. Wow. And I still think about her, still miss her to this day. And she was, you know, she was a really amazing person to, and gave me a lot of support and encouragement um, through the years. And whenever I did a, a cover or something, she'd call me and like, I saw your cover. I'm so proud of you. I remember when you were just, you know, a little street kid and now look at you. I'm so proud of you. And, um, you know, she was a really special, special lady in my life. Did you, did you work with her? I saw a picture of you both together. Yeah. Yes. I worked, you know, I worked with her. I was more social with her. Uh huh. And, you know, I used to go and hang out with her at her apartment and she would make us grilled cheese and we talk, tell, talk stories. And, you know, of course I was a huge Charlie's angel fan. Yeah. I was a big fan of hers because when I met her, actually it's weird because I originally met her on the phone, which is kind of crazy because my mother was a retired police officer and she had a, she had a business um, hiring ex other retired police officers to do executive protection, bodyguard work with celebrities. And one of her clients was Farah, And so I got her name out of my mom's Rolodex and I cold called her one day and we talked <laughs> for about 10 minutes. She's like, okay, got to go now. I'm like, great. Bye. And then when I met her, I wasn't starstruck or anything. And she saw my pictures and she, mm -hmm. I'll never forget her expression when she held up this picture. Again, I did it from memory, this plunging neckline dress with hair kind of like curls and smoky, smoky cat eyes. And she's like, you would be an amazing makeup artist. And I said, oh, I could do makeup. No problem. I'm amazing. And uh, she goes, okay, I'm doing a photo shoot next week for this charity. You come do my makeup. I said, okay, cool. No problem. So I borrowed literally, and I've talked about this before many times, um, had a Revlon contract, which in the bag that I brought, this little sack of makeup that I borrowed from some drag queen friend of mine or whatever, uh, filled with make a uh, Revlon makeup. And uh, the photographer, I remember, got on the phone with another client saying, I just worked with this kid from Orange County who's brilliant. And I, that's it. That's, I started doing, I never had a real job. I never worked in a salon, never worked really? in a store, never did anything other than what I'm doing now. Never assisted anyone. I just was kind of like, I remember, you know, in the 80s, working with the Cloutier crew oh, okay, know, and, you know, that, you know, on those type of artists. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I used to ask them, well, how much are you getting paid for this? And they would say, oh, we're getting two grand. I'm like, I'm getting two grand too. I'm like, I'm getting two grand too. So done. You know, yeah. <laughs> I just, I just assume the role I'm, I'm here. I'm in a space. I'm, I'm invited to the party. I deserve to be paid a, you know, favored nations as they call it. Right. I mean, was that, was that, is that your advice? Just show up to the party and be, know that you deserve to be there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I later in my, in my, in my career, agents would say, don't talk rates because you're getting more <laughs> or something. Oh like yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Of course. Yeah. But I also have been screwed over by many of my agents where I found that, you know, I did a video one time with an artist and the, the, the A&R person or the person in the video department at the, at the record label said, I wish we could hire you again for this thing coming up. I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm, you're paying me $800 for a, a, a 15 hour day. Like, what do you want? It's like, Oh no, we're paying you 5,000. I was like, yeah. Oh, yeah. and you had no idea. Hmm. Oh. And that's happened to me a couple of times with agents. And that's why I'm a little, you know, a lot of, I, I try to go back to an agent. I have an in my best friend, Jarek is my manager production. Mm-hmm. We have other business t- together. We have some product lines together. He, I trust him with my life. Right. And are those your favorite shoots when you're the photographer and the yeah. makeup artist? Yeah. Um, well, you know, I, I started my career being a micromanager. I just had it. In, <laughs> I used to show up with books and tear sheets and, and say, we should do this. And, and people just then expected that of me, mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, you know, I, you know, nowadays I wouldn't dream of imposing too much of myself. Like I did back then. I would never in a million years, I would show, I would, now I'm much more respectful. Like, okay, what do you want to look like today? Or what are we doing today? And blah, blah, blah. You know, before it was like, this is what we should do. Blah, blah. Nope. That's tired. We're not doing that. Right, right, right. You but know? that's good. Right. Don't you think? Yeah. Yeah, people. Well, I, think, I think it's important if you're if you're like myself, if you're a one stop shop. Yeah, but yeah. if you have to work with others, right? You, know, you have to you have to be a team player, and you may not like what the hairdresser does. You may not like the clothes, but instead of doing your own thing, you've got to really find a way to tie yourself in. Right. So what that look is, or what the lighting is, or what that photographer style is, or you know. Right. 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 Did you? Did I, you? do a lot of music. You did a lot of music videos. A lot of music videos. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, one of the first things I ever did was music videos. Uh, in the eighties, I I'm actually in the video. You'll have to check it out on Which YouTube. One? It's Stacy Q two of hearts. Stop it. Yeah. Uh, Don't think it's like right in the beginning. Okay. I'll, I'll watch it like this. 1985 or 86. And, <gasps> I uh, love that song. Yeah. But, but so, you know, I love music. I love working with musicians. Music videos are really tough. They're really long hours. Yeah. And, I was going to um, ask. So when you're on a music video set, did you feel constrained at all? Because you sort of did see it as a whole. Um, you saw yourself as sort of a creative director. And, and I wondered if you felt like, oh, I'm dying to say this thing on the music video because they're very, you know. Yeah. You know, uh, know a, lot of times, a lot of times when you get, um, a music video, there's the star and then there's either a model or dancers, whatever. And then they'll try to be like, don't worry, you only have to do me. It's like a wedding. You only have to do the bride. But with me, I'd rather, you know, I'm going to be here. Like when I did the Pussycat Dolls, I did Nicole, not all the dolls, but the Pussycat Dolls. Those were 24 hour shoots. Oh my God. Those were 24 hour shoots on set. So, you know, it's tough when you're working with just one person. 
because you get really tired, you get really lethargic, you like, you know, so I want to keep going. So you know what, I don't mind doing the backup dancers or the model or whatever, because while the celebrity or the star is like napping or chilling, I'm working, I want to keep busy, you know, it's the only way I could kind of, you know, keep that momentum, you know, Right, 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 right. But did you do like back to, I feel like music video era is when everybody got the most burnout. Would you agree? That's the, I mean, cause it was like, then this artist wants you and this artist wants yeah, you yeah. pretty soon you're doing them a month. Yeah. And I love, I love that too, by the way, because now, you know, each celebrity has their set team and they only work with that yeah. team. You know, once in a while you'll see someone else step in. But um, back then I loved that diversity. One week I would be working with you know, Diana Russ, one week I'd be working with Bjork, one week I would be working with Salma Hayek, one week I'd be doing Gwyneth. And I loved mixing it up. I didn't want to be just one person's makeup artist. I wanted to kind of, I love that diversity, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, in the nineties, in the beginning nineties, uh, I would show up to, to shoots and be like, Oh, you're a white guy, you know, because I did in Vogue, Vanessa Williams, Janet Jackson, Mary J. I, I did so many African-American artists and I was very influential in the, the actual makeup of them because I changed a lot of the trend of black artists, mm. you know, in the eighties, it was uh, the, that rhythm nation kind of look like mm. block eyebrows, yep. not, not their color skin, brick, fuchsia, red lips, and I was doing like, you know, glowy, greasy, gluey skin, nude lips, um, smudgy eyes, you know, those kind of things were not done on black artists back then. Mm-hmm. You know, I was doing, if you look at like the album cover by Vanessa Williams, The Comfort Zone. Yes. And for inspiration, I brought pictures of Ursula Andress, the iconic ones of the Bond movie, Dr. No, where she's coming out of the water with the, you know, the one piece and her, the knife strapped to her leg. That was, that's what inspired that look. You know, and at that time, I remember some of my black artists saying, you're going to put nude lips. I'm going to look dead, you know, and I'm like, trust Trust me now. It's like, you know, it's such a thing, you know, and also, too, I used to mix my own foundations because they didn't have a lot of variety of, you know, of of products for African or dark skin. You know, I had to mix myself. What, What was your favorite videos that you worked on? Uh, what was my favorite video? You know, Vanessa Williams just do a, did a throwback, which it's, it's kind of on my mind. Um, it's called running back to you. Okay. It was, it was actually a reshoot. We did one video and something happened where we had to reshoot it. And we literally shot it in a, in a matter of hours because she was leaving on vacation and had to get a flight. And so we literally, it was like, that running back to the thing next, like literally that's how the day went. And it was literally like, uh, I want to say like a, a nine to five, which is unheard of for, mo- for music videos. Right. And she was out of there. And so I look at it and I just, I look at the makeup and I mean, she had this like very fluorescent, uh, frosty eyeshadow. And I remembered literally just throwing things on her, you know, piling, you know, <laughs> to change up the look, I'll put some frost over it and I'll put this over it, you know? And I look at it, I was laughing going, yep. <laughs> I remember that I went day. There. I did that. <laughs> That's fantastic. I, I saw recently that you it's were- beautiful. I think it's beautiful, but it was just, I just laugh at it because I remember the process of it, you know? Just, oh, yeah. I, I mean, 
all that mad rush and and yeah. it, so it was a quick that was a quick shoot in it in it on the yeah. whole right so yeah. you probably like when you yeah. watched it you were like how did we do this yeah oh that sounds like a lot of fun and the pussycat doll shoots were fun long but they were really fun i really loved you know working with nicole i used to do her face choreography you know, like she would do her choreography. And then when she, we, they would do the close-ups, she would go, Troy, come in and be like, you know, and I would oh. kind of like mimic, she would mimic what I do off camera, you know, it was fun. <laughs> you were doing it on the other oh, side yeah. of the camera yeah. and then she was mirroring you. That's yeah. really cute. Yeah, it was fun. Oh, that's really cute. That I saw recently that you worked, that you did an amazing shoot. I didn't know if you shot it, but yeah. it, uh, oh. it was a funny person. It's um, Heather McDonald. Heather McDonald, yes. Who, of course, I. You know, she, that's where I get all my news um, is from. Heather a lot of the pictures haven't. I'm letting that be her shoot because I, sh you know, I, sh I did the shoot for promos for her. And so I'm kind of waiting for her to kind of post it. There's some looks that are just so amazing and fun and very We're gonna very mod and and um i had a lot of fun with her she's been what was it for like exactly friend of, for her promos for her shows you okay know, got promos for her she has like she's on tour right now right, right and um you know she's been someone that uh i i used to see with my with my friends you know at their barbecues in westlake in calabasas and i was during the the quarantine I was on her page every day laughing. Like she kept me laughing. And so when we started chatting again and I said, when are we doing our shoot? Come on. Like she goes, Troy, I need to do that shoot. I need new, new pictures, promos and stuff. Let's, let's do it. So we did it. We finally scheduled and did it. And she was one of the first people I started to work with getting back to work and kind of getting me up and running again. But she's amazing and so funny. You know, I did an amazing shoot with Garcelle. We did her I like saw that. Wasp, which was so fun. Beautiful. And she was she really good friends of my sisters and for many years. So we, we, you know, I bump into her through the years and finally we got together and did something fun, but that, you know, I love to do that, you know? And, um, and did, I feel like, I feel like Heather looked like what the housewives think they look like. <laughs> like when you, when yeah. you did in that, in that little sneak peek that you had. And I, so I can't wait to see the rest of the photos. Yeah. What are you finding that you're doing now? Are you taking more photographs? Are you trying to blend them both together or, yeah. You know, I, I, I took a step back from the industry and agents and all that stuff for a while. What, what, on, what preceded that? Well, I mean, I just kind of like, I just felt it was kind of time. There wasn't uh -huh. the, the bookings that I were doing. I mean, I, when I was doing red carpets in my heyday, I was getting 35 to five grand for red carpets. Now you're lucky if you get 500, you mm -hmm. know, mm -hmm. or 250. Yep. So it's, unless you're a, got a really big star and you've got a beauty brand behind you and all that stuff. Um, I'm trying to think of a way I, I want to kind of, I miss uh, being an artist. I don't miss all that other stuff. You know, the past is the past. I did that. I can think of all these amazing things I did. I did it. It's done, but I'm still an artist and I still want to work, yeah. you know? So, you know, the, the makeup artists that I gravitate towards are not ones that were are Instagram famous. I follow Sandy Linter, who 
was, you know, iconic in the seventies, you know, back then there was five makeup artists. She was one of them Mm -hmm. and uh, did tons of covers and worked with Gia and Mm -hmm. all those amazing photographers and stuff. I I just love to watch her. There's this guy named Raul Alejandre, who's work Mm -hmm. got just got signed with uh, Valentino beauty, a really young kid. Um, I think he's Latin, but he does some really interesting things but it kind of plays along to almost sort of like fantasy type of makeup, you know, like flame mm-hmm. liners and stuff like that on the eye. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was never, that was never kind of my thing. I was never, I never got into fantasy makeup. I just love beauty. And I love, uh, I love, if anything, I have to say, I love old Hollywood. It's yeah. probably the thing, you know, you can't where, go wrong. Yeah. You know, where, you know, pop stars like Lady Gaga have, you know, brought in like the sort of like glam rock and futuristic ideas for makeup and glam and, and her makeup artist, Sarah, who's amazing. I think my, what I do and what I, the way I think is Hollywood. You know, I think, you know, old Hollywood, I think of, you know, have you heard of a, of an, she's like kind of an influencer. Her name is Susan Yara. And she has this uh, a, a thing a, a YouTube called Mixed Makeup. I met oh, yes. her, I transformed her into Merle Oberon, and I, a lot of people don't even know who Merle Oberon is, you know. And so I really enjoy um, giving a little sort of history with these looks, and I'll adapt sort of like techniques and shapes and uh, application techniques of the way I do of when I'm creating something. I just did, um, a model by the name of Wendy both as Ava, Ava Gardner. Oh, I saw and, that. And, I loved um, it. Yeah. And so I really enjoy that. That's what I feel I do. That's my strength, I think. Mm-hmm. And how I see women, I see women in a, in a category in my mind of, of, of iconic beauties. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, so perhaps you'll make a, a book for us all to enjoy. I feel Maybe. like, you know, I've been asked to do books. I just, I don't know. I feel like there's so many books out there. Yeah. But they could you always know, have, you know, I, 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 I don't know. I'd rather have my own life story in a film on the big screen. Ah, you know? uh, yes. That would be good. Here's a book. <laughs> yes. what, what would be the most important aspect that you would want to reach people with of that life story? Um, Probably that I'm I'm a survivor, you know, of, of what I, where I've been, and where I've been, and where I've been, and where I've been, and where I've been, you know, that that's, you know, uh, it, it's that that mindset of you know, of when you should when everyone else is telling you you're done and not relevant and blah blah blah, and I say to myself, you know, uh, what if you did this? And what if, you know, would it make you happy? Because mm-hmm. if it's not going to make you happy, then who cares what people think or don't think, or if they like it or if they don't like it, you know? Yeah. So do you feel that you've gotten those messages before? Oh, and what, yeah, kept, yeah. What, what kept you going through that? Um, my art. Mm-hmm. And that also, I also, especially now, I, I self-care is very, very important to a, an artist that um, you give yourself a chance to, it's not about what should I post? What should I post? What should I post? It's more about what should I create? Whether you post it or not, what should I create today? And sometimes it's, it's, uh, it's something I don't even post. It's just something I do for myself, you know, 
Which right. they said, you know, like if, if I get, we get shut down again, I mean, there's those makeup artists just start beating their own faces. You know, maybe I'll do that. You know, <laughs> I have a very pretty face. You know? Very pretty. Yes. <laughs> I know. It's what carry, what, you know, it has to, it has it's, to. It's a to. very results oriented um, industry, of course. And so I do feel that like people are saying just what you said, what should I post instead of like, oh, wow, I'm looking at this thing I just created and they yeah. Sure, I'll post yeah. it. Jerick and I, we put we have a couple of companies to, on the side with that have nothing to do with makeup. We, I, I, we started a, a jewelry line with Jordan Sparks, a fine jewelry line with Jordan Sparks, wow. and a, brand, a pet brand with Joanna Krupa called Krupas. And we got into distribution and product developments and whatever, and that I really loved. I would do the creative. He does the business. Jerick does the business. That's so cool. I and think Joanna is really- gorgeous. She's, she's a doll. And oh she's my great. God. You know, what's great about her is that, you know, we, we do a lot, we're very act. We do a lot of activism with like pets and uh, we, you know, the pug queen and um, other bulldog, you know, Frenchie charities and whatnot. And we'll, we have friends who do shelter, you know, go to shelters and we'll try to and find these dogs who are on kill. You know, they're going to get killed the next day mm-hmm. and they'll send us a picture. I'm like, well, I'll post it on my page, which doesn't really do anything, but we send it to Joanna and immediately she posts it on her page and the dog gets adopted. Oh, wow. She's amazing. She's like a, a, an angel, an angel. I love and, her so much. And she's in Miami, right? No, she's here. She's oh, here. She is. Yeah, she's here. Oh, okay. Yeah. She was in Miami. She was on okay. the Miami. She's not a housewife anymore, but, so but she, we've worked together before. I've shot her for skincare and all kinds of stuff, you know? Yeah. She's cool. We love so, her. And your other business is with Jordan Sparks and it's Jordan jewelry. Sparks, yeah. That's jewelry. amazing. Fine jewelry. Yeah. Yeah. How did that come to be? Um, my business partner, uh, uh, she, basically the money person, uh, we put together a company and basically curating brands, whether it was beauty, jewelry, fashion, apparel, all kinds of products with celebrities. Okay. Amazing. And and we've done some influencers too, but mostly celebrities. So Jordan being a a client of mine, I approached her and said, would you want to have your own jewelry line? And so we put it together and, you know, she curated some amazing pieces and yeah. Oh, I got to check that out because I really, that sounds good. Yes. Beautiful. Thank so. you so much, Troy. I mean, I, I, I'm a fan. I love- and that's why we, we started talking. I'm a fan of yours. It's so, I'm a, and I am a fan watching, of yours. I'm watching you. Yay. Thank you. As and, and I, you. <laughs> All right. Talk to you, talk to you soon. Okay, Troy. Mwah. Mwah. Hope you enjoyed the episode, you guys. And thanks so much for listening. As always, following, sharing, and talking, and engaging, and all of the things. Next week, we are talking to Liliana Maggio, and we were brought together to talk about The Politician. We talk about so much more, of course. She's working on absolutely everything all at the same time. And she dialed in straight from Steiner Studios. So um, we, we had a great conversation. I can't wait to share it with you, and I can't wait to see you next week. Take care. Look Behind the Look is a Vinyl Foot production written by me, your host, Tiffany Bartok. Produced by Jace Bartok, edited by Nicole Tucker, with art design by Kelly Riley. If you're interested in learning more, find our video version on the YouTube channel, Look Behind the Look Podcast. There you can see rare photos and clips from our guests. And please follow us on Twitter at Look Behind Pod and Instagram 
at Look Behind the Look. If you like the show, please rate, review, and subscribe. And tell your friends and spread the word. You can subscribe to us on iTunes or any podcatcher of your choice. Thanks for listening to Look Behind the Look.